Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. And today, guys, I am bringing you a man that I promised you I'd bring to you a long time ago. And it's took me 12 months of painstaking negotiation. We negotiated Dubai, it didn't happen. We negotiated Australia before it didn't happen. And now I'm sat in the man's house, Adrian Portelli, owner of LMCT, and turns over $60 million a year. The man's a wizard. He's across all industries, investor, Welcome to your house, mate. Welcome Thank to your you. house. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for coming. It's, hey, it's finally it's, made it happen, eh? We we uh, we've been trying to do this a long time, haven't we? It, it has been a while, and you know what? Your persistence has paid off. I gave in. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do any more podcasts. But I'm just like, you know what? I think I think I remember saying to you, I'm like, mate, look, even if you're going to swerve me, it's all good, but don't do any other podcasts before you do mine. I didn't, did I? No, you I didn't. stayed you, to my you, word. You stayed to your word, mate, and and. Mate, what a journey you've had. What a journey to 60 million a year turnover as, yeah. as a group of businesses. For for the people, uh, there'll be a few people in the English audience that obviously don't know you as well, but obviously the Australian audience will know you very well. In regards to like, I just want to understand how you even like started. Like, what, what did you come from money or what was what was kind of, how did no. it all start from you? No, we didn't really come from money. My dad was had his own truck repair business, so he was business minded in a sense. So we didn't, no, we weren't well off, uh, but we weren't, yeah, we weren't poor, we, weren't, we were just in the middle, you know, middle, middle did he, range. Did he instill some kind of, um, did he, when, you, when you were younger, did he instill some kind of like, you know what, you're not, you're not built for a job kind of stuff, you're built to do business? No, he was, he, he was, a, he was, they're very much like a hard working family, so it's very old school, European mentality where it's like, Work hard, work your absolute ass off, get a house, pay your mortgage off. They're very old school. So I did take some, you know, some key features of him uh, that and applied them to, you know, a new modern day generation. Is it, did your are you used to generation in this country or or second generation? No, or? first, first generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were both born overseas. So so and 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 when did they come? They in? came here. My dad came here young, so I think he was only like I don't know five or whatever. My mum came here when she was like 18. They got married, so he flew over there. They met, they married, uh, come down here and started a family. They did it tough, yeah, they they really did it tough. Um, and then, yeah, my dad started, so he was a mechanic by trade and started up a truck business, so, yeah, with a couple of partners. And he did well, he did well, but he was a hard-ass working guy, like just worked his absolute balls off, like crazy, like up at 4 a.m., didn't come home till six, seven every day. And you think um, that's where you got your work ethic from, from your dad? 
Definitely. Definitely would have got the work ethic from there. And, yeah, they just busted his ass. And it was a solid business towards the end. But, yeah, I, I just saw a bigger picture. Like, I, I, I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're making money. Like, this was a 20, 25-year-old year business. Um, you're making money, but it's like there's easier ways to make money and faster. What what were the easier ways you kind of envisaged from looking at his business from the from the outside, thinking, yeah, you've done well. What kind of what kind of things did you see that was that you thought you could streamline just, and make something online? Easier? Just online business, completely online. Yeah, just low overheads, minimal work. Let, you know, like physical work. Forget it. I'm not getting my hands dirty for nothing. And I, I used to work with him. Be honest, like I used to work for him. <laughs> He paid, he, paid, he paid me fucking shit money. It was like probably one of the only jobs but I had. I reckon, I reckon him paying you shit money and giving and and you having that job from early doors. I reckon that's probably set you up with a kind of that nous to go out and get more for yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. And he was he was a very hard man. Everyone was scared of him at work. He's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he got away with it for so long, but he would like he's just on your ass. Like I remember once I was laughing at work. And he came and just flipped it and just, like, just lost his marbles. You know, fucking laugh here and just booted a hole in the wall. He was a hard-ass. I think, I he think, is a very hard man. I think the old-school mentality with business was, like, you can't enjoy work. But yeah. I see what you do in life now, and I just think that I see enjoyment right the way through it. I know it's hard work. I know you do a lot of work. You know, even though it's online, you do a lot of work to generate 60 million, let's be honest. Oh, but yeah. yep. you're enjoying every minute of everything you're doing from, from not every minute, obviously 90% of the time you you seem like you're enjoying it. You're enjoying who you're working with, who you're partnering with. Is that something you must have taken from the murder days to kind of think, you know, there wasn't no enjoyment for this for my dad. He was flipping his lid, but then I've, I've got to put that enjoyment into what I do. And that's the thing. I think he, deep down, he actually did enjoy it. That's just his approach. That's his approach on business. Just aggressive, assertive, this is how it's going to be done, this is when it needs to be done, get it done. That's yeah. it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I see other people run their businesses and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I've taken that from him and that's how I run my business. Um, I'm aggressive to the point, this is how it needs to be done. If you're not going to do it, fuck off. And what was the first stream of like revenue you built for yourself online? Online? Well, I started a graphic design business. So that was when I was 18. Started a graphic design business, used to go to the arts and craft markets, fucking Sunday mornings, 3am, everyone's out partying and I'm fucking driving with me, you, full of fucking artwork and stuff, um, going to arts and craft markets. So I started, I, I picked a few contracts up from there. Obviously it wasn't anything like to brag about, it's just shit money, but it was, the hustle was there. And then, yeah, I did that for a couple of years. And then I just wanted to move on to bigger and better things. So, how did you? What made you start in arts and crafts and that kind of graphic design niche? What made you go there first? Yeah, I think I think from a young age I was just just loved art, loved loved playing around on the computer when I was younger, Photoshop and that, um, and it was easier to 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 do. You know, it didn't require any brains really. Um, I'm not the most you know academically smart person. Um, and that's why I can resonate with so many people because I've, I consider myself an absolute dumb shit. Um, but with graphics, I can express myself, you know, I don't need to like use my brain or such. It's just, yeah. Because you, you got like an artistic type, yeah. type vision where you can, where you can create things. Yep. You, you say you're a dumb shit, which is kind of like, but do, do, do you agree then? Cause I've obviously met a lot of 
top entrepreneurs myself and obviously you have too do you agree then that there is an art to making money though in terms of in terms of vast amount of capital and, and putting putting away well that's the thing people think that you've got to be you know you've got to study you've got to read books you've got to do this and I fucking hate it when people when, oh, and I, I got caught up in that as well I thought fuck mm. I can't read I can't stay focused you know I'm, I'm just going to be a failure and I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that as well and um, it's not the case at all I was just I literally just brainwashed myself that I was going to make money I've had a bit of an epiphany when it comes to books right because I've read a lot of books mm. and then I realised you're reading a lot of books but you're not always taking action. Yep. And it's the, it's the radical action. You're better off reading. You, if you're going to read books, you're better off reading two, having two or three staple books that you read, but you, you study the art of the book and implement what the book fucking tells you. Yeah, I think people these days have too many mentors and too much noise, and that takes that spins them around in circles. I remember an Instagram post that you did a while back, and it was about all these fake entrepreneurs on Instagram and how course sellers are selling course sellers courses and like you've 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 been that's why you don't like doing too many podcasts and this that and the other and, and doing all this kind of stuff you're a bit like low-key like that what, yeah it's and that's the thing it's yeah I, I, i'm not i'll say what i want because i'm not relying on you know an audience or a following to make money or social media to make money so i, I can say what i want but um yeah i just i just see it's just a scam. It's just a gimmick. Just, I'm sure there's a lot of credible people that are doing it and they're making good money. Uh, but then you've got people that are running courses. like They've got nothing achievable in their life either. So um, they're just taking advantage of just people that are desperate, um, wanting to learn and, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not... And that's... And I, I resent... Yeah. It's, it's... I resent... That's the thing because I, I, I was... Everyone told me, you've got to study... You got to read and this and that. I'm, I'm sure it works for people, but there's other ways to do it as well. And I feel like everyone told me that's the only way. And now that I've figured out, you know, I've, I've made it for myself. Um, now I resent those sort of people, and I'm just like, mate, just everyone do their own thing. This way, yeah. But the tell me the Adrian Portelli way that the quickest way that you know, right? For my whole audience, I want them really to to get this point in terms of the fastest way for them, not in terms of the fastest, it doesn't have to be the fastest way, but the, the, the proven blueprint in your mind to make money consistently, what kind of, what kind of, how would you articulate that? To make money consistently. To well, make, to make, to make money consistently and, and to consistently grow, you know, over time, obviously you're going to have down months and all that stuff, but I really want, I really, you've got a blueprint that works. Yep. You've scaled a lot over time. We can see that for your whole journey mm. like with every business you've got. I know that in your mind there must that that there's a there's a there's a set of principles that you live by that fucking work, and I'd love to know what that they are. I think the first thing people do is they follow trends. I was one of those people, so I talk so confidently because I was in that position. I was chasing money, totally brainwashed to a, a, a lifestyle that I wanted to live. Um, and I was just chasing trends, chasing the next hot thing, the big thing. Uber, for example, back then started that, and then f- menu or food apps and such and such. 
And I just wasn't passionate about it. It didn't feel right. You know, I was just burning a shit ton of money. And then, you know, I'm obviously passionate about cars. So when I started, you know, I, I just it just dawned on me one day that when I started working with cars, I'm like, fuck, I've actually just unlocked the code. It's just stick to your passion. As soon as I started working with cars again, I'm like, fuck, I was spent years chasing chasing trends and well and i think that's what people do they see people make money in one industry and they're like fuck it's a get rich quick they run to that industry and then you know they fail because it's not in them Uh, so i think that's number one key find your passion and then start from there and kind of but i suppose then once once they've found their passion in what in what lights them up they have to find how do they go and find the key to unlock the element that the offers the offers people to fair value exchange so obviously you can charge dollars for it so you can obviously make money out of this passion that you found and discovered within yourself but you know it kind of it kind of generates for you and and obviously delivers a value to the customer at, at that end so how do you, how do you, how did you go about sinking cars and value and putting it all together so that you could package it and make it saleable That's yeah it. well the first thing first of online businesses I, I love my online business why because they're just easy to set up low overheads minimal stuff i think the biggest failure is people jump in too deep they've got too many overheads they can't you know they can't bring in enough hit income to service the overheads so with an online business you know you can set up these days you can set up an online business for a, a couple of grand if you really want to like i just set up my newest business for two three grand well, well lux lux plus so yeah similar to lmct plus but just designer goods so instead of giving away cars and giving away houses goods, yeah. you giving away designer goods now yeah so you've identified that in Australia, obviously, designer goods are well loved by the people. Mm. Everyone loves a Louis Vuitton yeah. baggie. Everyone loves this. So you've, you've, you're servicing a need, but then yep. you're applying the business model that you've already got to the need in the marketplace. Exactly. So put in, it together. Yeah, in my sense, I've realised that subscription-based businesses are the key for me. Um, yeah, it's just consistent cash flow. When I started LMCT, we were running, for example, LMCT, we were running these promotions. <clears throat> so we'd run a promotion... And then after that promotion, boom, the business would stall. Yeah. Going to a complete stall. So no cash flow, nothing. It's, it's not really a business. It's more of, a, you know, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a business. So that's when I brought in the subscription-based model. And that allows for just healthy cash flow. So then it's just like, all right, well, we've done this. And all right, let's do something for aim towards the ladies. Cheaper. Everyone loves designer goods. Now, with social media, this everyone's living a certain, or they want to be perceived in a certain way. So let's give them a way to do it. It's a no-brainer. So it's like two dollars fifty a week. Everyone can afford that, and it's scalable because at the end of the day, your cost of goods are not as much as a car, and not as much as a house. Yeah. You know, I remember the other month or a few months ago, or maybe a few months back, you, you were giving away a house that was mm. worth like a million dollars, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, at one point. Seven million dollar house, and this and that's the thing. It looks easy. We've made it look easy, but it's not easy. We're doing this because we've been doing this for five years. We've got the membership base. We've got the lists. We've got the brand. We can push it. We can push something like that. But to so that an outsider perspective, going back to what we were talking about before, someone that's 
not passionate about cars or that and they're just chasing the money, they'll look at my business and be like, ah, we can replicate it. These guys are pushing out one car every week. There must be money in that. We're going to do it. And you're getting a lot of people that are jumping in the deep end. I first said I want to make it look that easy that I want to lure these people in to burn them. I was just being egotistical. Um, and now that it's actually happening, now I actually feel bad because people are reaching out to us saying they've been ripped off, you know, and such and such because they don't see the bigger picture behind the behind the scenes running expenses and such. Yeah, and I think obviously w- there's a lot of risk involved in purchasing Massive. houses and stuff. And l- risk. like you say, how many giveaways in the initial days did it, st- did it take before you started to actually really cash flow that? Because obviously you had the you had you started off with a lumpy cash model. You do a giveaway, you'd scat, you'd get loads of cash in the bank, then you'd lose, not lose it all, yeah. but it all you'd all spend it all out. Then you brought in the the subscription model. How how long into the business journey did you bring in the subscription model? Well, the business was never made for giveaways, so um, it was made. It was software based business. I used to buy and flip cars. We had the um, we built the software to find the best deals out there on the market, and then. I was sitting on a few GDRs at the time, Nissan GDRs, and I was going to sell them and buy a house. And I'm like, I don't know why. I was just cleaning one of the cars. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to give it away to try and um, get some exposure. It wasn't to make money. I didn't think I was going to make money. I just wanted the exposure. So it was a subscription-based model to begin with when we first launched. That's all it was. And I launched it out there. It was an R32 GDR, and I'm like, I'm going to, Post this thing. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be made it. <laughs> so I posted it. Go to sleep. Wake up. Fuck. Had like fucking three likes or something. I'm like shit. What have I done? I don't, like I said, I don't care if I, I'll, that was the gamble I was willing to take. I'm not looking to make money. I just wanted exposure. Get some traction. Get some movement. And I was running. I was running it as a raffle business then. And within 24 hours, I had the gaming commission on my ass. Oh really? Yeah, you yeah. can't run that. Like you're you need a completely license. operating illegally. So I hung up, and I was sitting there. I'm like, "Fuck!" So either I wrap it up, or I just sat there. I'm like, "All right, these are customers of mine. They're buying my software. What happens if I gave one of these cars to one of my customers?" So I called them back. I'm like, "What happens if I gave one of these cars to one of my customers as a promotion?" She went silent, and she's like. Yeah, that works. So it's like, fuck. Okay. So anyway, so we remodeled. We changed a few things. Um, so it was all legal, above board. And we ran it. Still didn't work. Didn't work. A subscription model. Nobody likes subscriptions. Right. It's harder to get someone to lock into a subscription than so to buy a... Yeah. So you had to build it to start with. To build the audience to start with, you had to do it as non-subscription. Well, and that's, then well then the final few days, it was like, shit, I've only done 3000 worth of sales. I'm not looking to get my money back. Like, the car probably cost me 30000 back then. I'm not looking to get my money back. Just wanted the exposure. And I felt like I didn't get enough exposure. So then, it sounds like bullshit, but 5 o'clock in the morning, one night morning, I was sleeping, and I just had a dream about entering this car giveaway promotion. And I'm like go to sign up, enter all my details, and it's like, enter a subscription. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. And I said that in my dream. I literally woke up, grabbed my laptop, and changed the subscriptions to one-off packages. 
Yeah. Went back to sleep. I woke up and, yeah, already clocked my biggest day from there. So that one change at, changed the fi- whole business. at 5 a.m. changed the whole business? Changed the whole business. And that just showed me subscriptions are hard work. Um, you definitely need to be – you can't just kick off a business with a subscription model. It will not work. won't work. I know it won't work. Unless you've got a brand and a customer base and trust. So how long would you say in your experience do you have to – how many years? How many? How many? How many reps do you have to put in to build the brand to be able to sustain and launch a subscription? If I was say I was going to launch one today, is two and a half years of of work on a podcast long enough reps for me to launch a subscription yeah, business to yeah, deliver I, value to the marketplace? So, yeah. Or am I or, or, or am I pissing in the wind in terms of trying to launch that myself? I I, I can speak on the perspective that we had a list and we were pumping like. When we first started, no one knew who we are. We, everyone laughed at us. We were trying to get people, to businesses, to sign up with us to give our members some sort of discount. And we just got laughed at, mate. And no one knew who we were. Um, but, yeah, through Facebook, social media, advertising, et cetera, et cetera, we were able to build the brand very quickly, build our list very quickly, and then adapt the business model to make sense to, you know, turn into a subscription-based business. So it was two years. It was two years. Two two years of build up to be able to get to you could flick the switch on the two years, and I reckon at least ten million dollars spent in in advertising and branding. When you spend ten million on ad, ads, what's your return on ad spend on that? Return on ad spend? Yeah, like like Facebook in, is very different, and social media advertising is very different these days. Back then, you could do it. You could pump big numbers if you were doing like a four x, five x, good numbers. 3x so 10 million so you, you it's mad isn't it how you started at zero and you and you got to the point where you're pumping 10 yeah, million yeah. but that was back then so it was there was a there was a key window back then where it was everything was still working now with facebook lots changed with ios and that so tracking conversions are a lot more difficult but if, if you were going to say to me like frankie there's an opportunity there's some some blue ocean over here that you should look into like I've seen the Potelli way. I've seen it, mate. I've seen it. There's something over there. Where would you look? Where would you look? In terms of like, where would you look? Where's 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 the blue ocean in terms of like where people can, where people can, as long as it's a good app, as long as it's a good, is it TikTok? Is it where's where's the, where's the blue ocean in terms of the social space these days? <laughs> to be honest, we still do like, I'm still a fan of Facebook, Instagram. I think we're one of the biggest uh, spenders on Facebook and Instagram now. We, Pump ten million plus easy a year, yeah. Just on that media, um, so we pump very big numbers. Um, every, and and for our business, it works. But right. it depends what business you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like our business, I don't think would work. We've tried it on TikTok, but someone else's business, for example, yeah. beauty. You, you've or got. I think it's targets. More, yeah, that will work. It just depends. You got to figure out what your target audience is and what works best for you. For us, Facebook, Instagram, Google, that works for us. How how impactful has it been on your business, the kind of your ability to build relationships within the space and, and do joint ventures and stuff like that? Because I noticed that throughout your journey, there's been a lot of synergies with a lot of other people that have kind of worked. And it's something... I'd say that you're probably known for is putting things together and, and working with other people without without there being ego involved in you need to make more money than them or da da da. It oh just seems, yeah, 
Oh, that's and that's the thing is ego just doesn't um, just doesn't belong in business. You know, you can't be. You just got to be level headed, grounded. Um, we've reached out to obviously a couple of main guys um, and got got the job done. We're in a position where you know we can support these guys financially beyond their means. So um, I think that's the key. We've got the cash flow um, and the, the certainty with the business. And I'd, I'd do it specifically for, for I, I personally look for people that are in the game. They've got that cult following. Um, you know, Troy, for example, yeah. or Will and Powerfish we just signed up with. They've got that cult following. People like them. You know, it's not, it's not paid. It's not, you know, it's organic. It's organic reach. Yeah. So that's, that's what I look for. So when you partner with a Troy Candy or or William Powerfish, someone like that, when you partner with these cult brands in their own right, these cult personal brands, how does how does it break down in terms of like, is it a 50-50 split? How does the joint venture break down in, in terms of how that works? So we do like a fee and then obviously like a percentage um, on the, on, the memberships. On, on the revenue. Yeah. So and we do it, yeah, we do a set fee and then whatever they bring in on their memberships, they'll get a cut. So, so. It, so it builds them a subscription, uh, an ongoing subscription revenue, because I presume when they sign a person up to your subscription, they get a trail. Yeah. Yep. So it's and like... It's, and they get ongoing royalties. Yeah. It's so, a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's... We're established. And it takes... Doing this, it's a, a big job. It might not look like a big job, but there is so many moving parts. And, you know, these guys have families. They've got lives to live. You know, so we come in there, we'll do all the hard work, everything's set up, automated, we've spent the big bucks on developing the back end. Come in, keep doing what you're doing, and we'll just, you know, so, get paid. So essentially, Troy went from being a competitor in, in, in the space, basically, with, give, with the giveaways he was doing, to, to now partnering. Troy, Troy was doing raffles, so, but it's like, same, oh, it was raffles, so I'm just like, mate, just come with us, we'll look after you. Um... And yeah, we can do cool things together. So, That's, no, it's brilliant how you how you've kind of you're 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 living everyone's dream from a lot of respects because of but but it's it's what I'm understanding as I'm, as we as we're going through this is like it's all down to the morals of how you do business and then the 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 relationships within that and how they're set up from the start and it's all and from from me looking in it's all about the win win. Because yep. when you when you do business, it's like they have to win, and if they win, you win as of a course. byproduct. Whereas, whereas a lot of businesses these days, in all countries, people are trying to snake people for cash all the yeah, time, no. and that's where you don't build the the long term things. Definitely not. Like, and same thing. We brought Troy on. Troy was hesitant to come on. Well, you know, I've worked on that for a year and a half. Um, I was trying to convince him. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking at. He's smiling, Troy. He's he's looking. He's sat there on the laptop outside working. When he came on, he's just like, you know, a year later, and he's like, "Fuck, it's the best thing I did." You know, biggest regret was not doing it earlier. Yeah, and bringing on Powerfish. Powerfish was doing giveaways specifically. Yeah, it's got his audience, got a cult following, doing boats, so not in our realm. Yeah, but it's just like, I can guarantee you. I said to. Powerfish as well. I can guarantee you I've got 90% of your audience. Guarantee you. My list is that big and diverse. I've got your audience. So coming on, mm. you just people are saving money because 
Before they were entering my giveaways, they're entering Troy's, they're entering Willem's. Now everyone's together, you pay the one membership and you're going into all of them. Yeah, and, and no brainer. Not only that, it's like when you spend ten million dollar dollars on ads on the front end, yeah. the amount of pixel data that you have, oh. irres- irrespective of irrespective of how many emails you've collected and other data points you've collected along the way, phone numbers, emails. I mean, I clicked on. I was supporting your. I supported your giveaway, right? Um, for that house. I just yeah. wanted to support you. I saw yeah. Mitchell post it. He'd been on podcast. Troy, I thought I'll support you. Giveaway. So I just paid. You guys never stopped fucking texting me. I'm like, I'm like, fuck. It just, it just made me laugh. When I was in England, I got a text from, from, from you guys and it was all about a giveaway. I thought, fuck, I can't, even, I can't even get a message back from Adrian. Like, <laughs> hey, it's actually me doing those send outs. It's me doing it. So in a way, I am messaging you guys. I'll yeah, message yeah, yeah, you more yeah. than you've messaged I thought, me. fucking this guy's ignoring me on the fucking, <laughs> on the real number, but he's texting me or the, he's trying, he's trying to sell me a, a package. Mate, the pleasure with having that capital to spend on ads is yeah. we don't need anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one thing I, I, I hate, right? Obviously, one of them's education. I shouldn't really say that, but to me, it works for people. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work for me. And I feel like people need to know that. Those kids that aren't good at school, don't like to read books. There's still a way. You don't have to do that to be successful. I'm trying to do education, but I'm trying to do it in a way where I take successful people and allow them to distill their knowledge and put it into the ears in a way that that allows people to consume it in the right respect. Yeah. And there's a lot of podcasts that do the typical hour-long podcast. In this country alone, there's a lot of podcasts that do the typical hour-long podcasts. They might be called like the Startup Business Entrepreneur Podcast or some bullshit like that. And they, and they just... They just have a set, they ask you a question, but then they never go into any depth on the answer that you give. Yep. Right? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, Definitely. I'm trying to break it down. I'm trying to give them something. So I am, so I, I understand what you're saying about education because education in the traditional sense where it's like, it's like, te- it's like you ask a question and then tell you an answer. Well, that doesn't give you any context. There's no context within that. There needs to be context. Yeah. hundred percent. If you and put context around it, it just send it to a different stratosphere. Yeah. So that's one thing totally don't like um because yeah if you're hungry if you've completely devoted your life to it brainwash yourself like that was all that was on my mind how okay give me give me break it down then if you said to me frankie brainwash yourself how do how do how do how do i as, as a listener right now sat in his car on his way to work to a job that he doesn't like or she doesn't like how do I brainwash myself for to allow myself the even access to the party where you can even start on the journey to the level of success that you've had? I was just man, it sounds stupid to the level I was doing. But for example, if I was out playing with the soccer ball in the backyard, I was juggling. I'd be like, however many juggles I can get, I'll earn. Each one would equal a thousand dollars, and that would be my income for weekly when I'm older. So I'd sit there for hours trying to beat my record. Just to that level, playing games, getting high scores would equal to my you know income when I get older. Or just to that level, driving my you know I had a little Nissan Micra, driving that to the gym and just picturing me in you know a Lamborghini Murcielago, driving like just completely thinking I was in the car. Like just every aspect of my life was just brainwashed around becoming successful and. It breaks my heart because, like, you know, I, I, I'd sacrificed a lot of years 
because I wanted it so bad. Um, fuck. What, 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 do you, what do you believe was sacrificed in that pursuit? Just, I refused to work. I refused to work because I didn't, like, not that I was lazy. I was, I was working like fucking 16 hours a day just on my own stuff. It wasn't making any money. I was just pumping 16 hours a day. Sacri- that's why when people say you're lucky, it's like, fuck, that's not luck. Like, yeah. trust me, yeah. I was doing 16 hours a day, six, seven, eight years, moved overseas without earning a cent, um, and I refused to get a job. Like, I'd work for free. I just like, refused to accept money because it's just like, I am not, I will not accept this as a, as a payment um, because this is not the money I want. Do you think as soon as you accept money as a payment, you kind of energet- sure. energetically shut down your... Yeah, your, you your standards, yeah. I think. I think you just short yourself out. And it's like, I find when my back's against the wall, I work my hardest. Um, I was constantly broke and just constantly just grinding. And, man, like, fuck. It, it was... It's, looking back, I, I fucking tears, I tear up, mate, because it's like... Fuck! I, I I put in those fucking years, man. So did you did you miss out on the nights out and the, and, yeah, the, and, the, and the women yeah. and, and all the kind oh, of stuff? I had I had that, but to a, to a certain level, like you know, I, I paid. I had a lot of sacrifices. I didn't have money. You know what I mean? I didn't have money, so that's why. I, and I, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, it breaks my heart. I I honestly go back in photos, and I look back in photos. You know, when I was you know early twenties and that. And just, I knew what I was going through back then. Mm. But I look at my photos, always had a smile on my face and just like knew, just look in my eyes and just like, don't worry, mate, you're going to make it. Just keep going. And I just look at the photo. Now I, I always do it. I just look at the photo and I said, mate, you're nearly there. Keep going. Just wish I could talk to myself back then. Mate, and it's, I, I, I have the same epiphany with this podcast and everything I'm building, bro. I, I believe even though others others can't see what I'm doing and what I'm building, even though some people don't get it, when you inherently know within yourself what you're building and why you're building it and it's purposeful, you just fucking keep going, man, and keep knocking on that door because one day that door's going to fucking open. And when one door opens, eight doors open, and then it starts a perpetual movement and it compounds. Because the one thing I want to understand from you is like, when you start seeing the level of success that you've seen within yourself and the level of money that's cash flowing and rolling into your life, how do you keep the work ethic and and keep leveling up the work ethic so that you keep generating them more and more capital so you can invest, so you can move, so you can shake? I, I'm petrified to end up in that position that I was in. So, mate, I work fucking... I, I don't have a life. I don't have a life. Everyone sees me driving cool cars and shit, but it's like, yeah, I'm just driving from one place to another to fucking go work. Um, my life isn't cool. I wake up, six in the morning, check my phone, start hitting emails, and I'm going till 12, one in the morning, every single day, seven days a week. That's it. That's my life, and I love it. But I'm petrified of returning back to that life Fuck, I'm fucking tearing up. This is like, I'm petrified to, to be broke again. I was broke and, and the whole world was against you. The whole world was against you. My parents just didn't understand it. They're just like, what are you doing with your life? Like, go get a job. Look at your, look at, you know, yeah. look, at, look at your friends. Look at, you, look at these people. Look at these people. Comparison. And just, so, and so just like, what are you doing? Like, you, you still, and I had successes in my mid-twenties. 
then when I came back to Australia, just like same thing. I just spent all my money chasing money, chasing money. Where did you Where did you go to chase it? I went to the US, moved over to LA for a bit. And what what ha- what happened there? Um, same thing. I just was infatuated with the US. Just the level of wealth there. Um, just you know, I felt like you know, Australia wasn't the place. Um, so I went over there and uh, had a car show for business. Up there, it was good. I was bringing in money. It was it was a good learning experience. Did it tough. Was in a big car accident. Someone ran a red light, T-bone, like one of my cars. Um, I had a Mercedes S-Class. You know, saved all my money, pumped it into that. Um, this guy T-boned the shit out of me, and yeah, I did, the other guy didn't have insurance. Or in a, in America, insurance is very different. You got levels of insurance. Yeah. So he had minimal insurance, so he could only. I only got like $5,000 out of it and he had no assets or no, you know, nothing to his yeah. name. So, and, and because I had full insurance, but I had commercial insurance and I didn't know at the time, but with commercial insurance, you have to have a valid California license for, no, well, you know, two years or more yeah. to be fully covered. So I wasn't covered either. So I lost the car. Yeah. And then from that, you lose the business. Then I just, I just lost. You know, I'm like, fuck! I've got all these overheads in these. You know, too many overheads tied up. I'm just gonna sell up. And, and was that was that a real? Was that a moment when you're coming back to Australia? Did you think that your mum and dad would be like, "Oh, I told you so. I told you, son," kind of thing? Because I kind of, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like there's a little, there's a little bit of um, not. And I don't mean this in a, in a negative way, but there's a, that. That hurt you a little bit when they didn't see what you were seeing. Mm. They were always supportive. Like, don't get me wrong, they were supportive. They just didn't understand it. They just yeah. didn't understand it. Like, don't get me wrong. If I needed help or I needed someone to talk to, they were always there. But they just didn't. They just didn't believe me. They just mm. couldn't see because I was doing it for so long. And they're like, "All right, two, three, four, five, six years has gone past. You haven't done anything. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, to the point, I don't know. I posted on my Instagram recently, like. Yeah, you know, I keep saying, like, mom's just constantly on my back. And I'm just like, mate, it's going to happen. I'm going to be a millionaire. And she's like, you're a dreamer. Like, you're just a dreamer. And that one hit, like, fuck, that fucking put me in tears, mate, because I'm just like, man, I am I need, like, all the support I can get right now. It, it, I know it sounds weird, right? If my, my, my dad has always been really, really... He's always told me about what I can go and achieve. But my mum's all about, and mums are, they're all about safety and they don't mean it. Mm. But you got to, I'd like to explain to people, you have to be careful what you tell um, certain women in your life, what you're trying to achieve. Because some some operate because of the nature of of a female and a male. Like some operate from a safety mindset and they don't mean it. But sometimes they say things and it kills your, like, it just yeah. kills your soul. Like, my, my mum didn't mean it. And I I had to repair my relationship with her later on in life in terms of like, because I had to understand that her, her narrative and her beliefs were set upon the fact of how she saw the world and how she was taught from it taught from a child so you you, you just got to accept yeah. you got to accept them for how they are and that's a really hard thing when when you're when you're like mom i'm going to be a millionaire mom i'm going to create this wealth mom i'm going to look after you and your family you've got this massive self-belief in yourself to go and fucking do that 
And then she says, oh, you're a dreamer, get a job. Like, oh, oh, this was at the point where I was already torn down and defeated. But I still had the will just to keep going, keep going. And, yeah, and when she said that, it's like, you're a dreamer. And then I just, like, literally wrote it on a piece of paper, stuck it on the wall, and just every day I'm just like, fuck, just keep going. That actually gave me the motivation to keep going. And now, you know, now I've got a big neon sign in my backyard. It just says, you're a dreamer. Really? Yeah. What, and that's at Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, over the pool. When you made your first million, what did you what did you do to kind of say to your mum, like, mum, here, look at this? Did you did you send her anything or? When I made, uh, no, so I made my first million before, like earlier in the piece. Then obviously, like, blew it trying to find other things to do. Um, but yeah, now. You know, now it's just, she just can't comprehend it. In the very beginning, she thought I was doing something illegal, of course. She's like, what are you doing? What's this? What's this? She thought I was like, maybe a drug dealer or something. Um, She's like, and she was, she's just a stress head. She's a stress head. She's Maltese, man. Yeah. Like, how easy. (laughs) I think two weeks ago, she called me, like, as we went, I think it was Father's Day. Recently? I don't know, but we had... Yeah, 19th of June in Australia. And we took off, and the Lambo is, like, pretty loud now, she called me like five days later and she's crying. She's, she's like, I haven't slept since then. Like, I'm just freaking out. She's what? a stress head. What? Just because the, the car was loud and it took off. What, what? So when you took off her driver in the Lambo, yeah. she was stressed because yeah, the car just, was yeah, loud. Yeah, and she's just, yeah, and just like, she's like, you're going to get killed, isn't that? It's just, she's a big stress head. But, and that's it. It's old it's, European it, it, mentality. It's protection. Yeah. But, but it's, but. But it's unconditional love. It is. She yeah. has unconditional oh, yeah. love. Definitely, definitely. For you, it's, it's, and that's the thing. And that's yeah. the thing. Like she wasn't when she said that. She wasn't trying to hurt me or anything. She was just looking for my best interests. And the only way they know how to bring yeah. in money is hard work, yeah. sacrifices. No, <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't settle for that. No. I was walking down the the by the beach the other day, and I was on the phone to my mum, and I was just about to tell her about some stuff that I'm going to achieve in my life. I've, what something I was just about to tell her about something I've just done and something I'm about to fucking do right in a big way anyway I stopped myself because I thought so don't tell her that because she's gonna she's gonna tell me be safe Frankie slow down be careful yep. and that kills my fucking vibe so I just pivot the conversation back to her even though she'd asked me the question i was just about to deliver all this and tell her all this exciting and and then i just stopped myself because i thought there's no point because i'll i'll tell you when i when i'm three steps beyond where i am now i'll tell her the the first step because then she you can't kill it because i've already because i've already completed i've already ticked it off and that's and that's the way i approach i approach things now it's like because a lot of the lads in business that i'm around if i tell you I told you before this, like my vision for the podcast. Yep. And even though you, you didn't shoot me down, you might not, you might not agree or yep. whatever you, you, that's for you, but, but you didn't shoot me down. You didn't go fucking and try to shoot me out. Yeah. And it's not because people try and do that. It's because people are subconsciously programmed to do that. So that's why I believe it. And that's the thing. I, I was, I was asking questions cause I'm like, okay, I'm not in the podcast game. You're passionate about it. You, Go for yeah, it. You yeah, can yeah. make it happen because yeah. you're passionate about it. The fact that you've done this for so long without making it dollar is just like, you know what I mean? There you go. That's, be, be, that's the first step to knowing you're on the right path. Because I believe the biggest crime in podcasting is 
I see all these podcasts that are in the Australian market, yeah. in the UK market. They monetize, they've monetized way earlier than I have. But the way that they've done it, I don't agree with. And the mm. way, and the, and I think that I will have so much value in the marketplace that when I monetize for a fair exchange and give people access to the network of people that I've created and the value that I'm going to bring as a proposition to that, yep. that it will be fair. It will be, it will be a fucking hundred X the value of anyone, anyone else brings because I'm building it for that reason because I fucking love it, mate. Exactly. And, and you can't, you mate, you, you look at your DMs. I've been fucking, we've, we've been, we've been, we've been connected for a long time, talking for a long yep. time before that. And then I've been fucking hammering you every fucking, I, I, I appreciate the I, hustle. That's why I did I, it. I just, I just, I just, because I knew I, I, I can already get a feeling of how this is going to change a lot of people's perspectives on a lot of stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And I fucking knew this podcast would bang before. And, and that's why, I, uh, that's why I was relentless with you. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I've got him on the hook. I said, oh, I said, I, I wouldn't do a podcast. I'm like, fuck. I'm not doing one. Man. Man, <laughs> the hustle. I'm just like, man, this guy is absolutely grinding. I was like, fucking nice. Let's do it. Only because I see the value that you can bring, but I, but you need when when you go out to play tennis in terms of giving value to the world, right? You can't have someone that's serving you aces. You can't have someone that's just going to serve you questions and not yeah. take any depth value. I think you've got to have someone who can play tennis with yeah. you, who has a little bit of a rally with you, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to. Do yeah, this, and and that's I think the reason why I, d- I didn't want to do a podcast is I just I don't know I'm just I, I was just <sighs> the, I I just can't you can't teach people how to be successful. Yeah, I'm not I'm not and and I'm not trying to get you to do yeah, that. Yeah, like it's just uh, and that's the thing. It's like me saying what I went through and that I like to I'm 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 a I don't like I'm like a, a hermit Believe it or not yeah, no, You wouldn't think it But I'm no, a hermit I, I, No I know Speak no, to I know. all my mates I don't yeah. like I don't like Socialising with people I'm very quiet I don't like And I'm just like You know This is very per- Like what I went through Was like Extremely personal And that And it's just like People like They always DM me Or that How do I become a risk? I want you to be thing. And it's like You just gotta have it Ingrained in you I feel like That's my perspective how yeah. I became well, I was just, it was just ingrained. It was either live or die. Like, I, I would literally say, if I don't make this amount, by the time What I, was the amount? It was like, I just wanted to turn over a million dollars a year by the time I was 30. I said, I always said, if you I You fucking smashed that, didn't you? <laughs> I said, if I don't hit a million dollars a year by the time I'm 30, I'll nick myself. Like, it's not good yeah. to say, but yeah. it was to that point where I was just... That's the goals I'd set on myself. Like yeah. Just extreme behaviour. One thing, one thing that's come that's come to me as well just now is like you've burnt all the ships to make that happen. Oh yeah, and it's like I happily lose money doing the podcast yep. right now because I know where I'm going. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like you you didn't have a job. I mean, I could be generating money doing content removal yeah. and, and pushing that business right this right this second mm. right on the I could be making some sales to America rah, 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 you know what I mean but this is more important to me yeah and I can't explain that and no, it's like it's same way same way as you can't you couldn't yeah. explain why why I know it sounds really profound how you say on a podcast I had to make a million dollars a year by 30 or I'd neck myself mm. but but 
in essence, you weren't saying it from the point of view that you you truly wanted to neck yourself. You just didn't want to give yourself a way out of yeah. not hitting that goal that you oh, set yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I said, like, yeah. Well, this is convincing myself, like, it's going to happen or you're fucked. So how important, then, is it for people to hold themselves to to the account of what they they dream to achieve and what they're... And what they're what, do you know what I mean? How, how it's, important it's is that? People want it, but do they really want it? Are they willing to sacrifice everything in their life to get it? When your back's against the wall, you're going to fight. And I would, and same today, I put my back against the wall and I fight. I've, I got, maybe, when, when you were first reaching out to me, I didn't want to do a podcast because I was just fucking felt guilty. My headspace wasn't there. I was finding it hard to work. Don't get me wrong, I was still working, but not to the level I'm used to. But I just felt guilty. I felt like a piece of shit. It's just hard on myself. Like, if I'm not working 16, 17, 18 hours a day, I'm just fucking depressed. So why, why, do you, why, why, is there, why is there that feeling within yourself that you're not worthy unless you work 16 hours a day? That's it. I just... Because you set up that online business, remember, because you knew that was a better way of making money to give yourself freedom. And, and, and still to this day, I'm just not content. It's a, it's a curse. And a blessing at the same time. I'm just never content with my life. And don't get me wrong, I've been absolutely broke and I've got a lot of money and I'm still not content. I'm still not happy. I've got my cars. So, I've got the cars I wanted, I dreamed of as a kid. I've got everything. Houses all around Australia, cars. I don't even know how many cars i got. I don't know how much money i got. I don't know how many houses. There's just shit everywhere. You've got some phenomenal assets. Right? Mm. And I'm not like I'm happy. Is anyone really genuinely content and happy? I'll never be content. If you give me $100 million, $200, 300 dollars $400, I'll be like, fuck, this guy's got $1.5 billion. Like, fuck, i got to work harder. So what are you doing then in terms of working on that internal happiness to get that to get that metric up? Because that's probably the lowest metric in your life that you yeah. have. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I want to fix it. If I fix it, I'm going to be content. If I'm content, I'm not going to be working. I'll be like, I'll just settle for what I got. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want to work till I fucking die. Like, just absolutely grind myself to that absolute fucking floor. Just wreck myself. You see, what I've realised, Adrian, is I think happiness is a bullshit metric. I, it's what I realised the other day. So, I, I realised it yesterday. So, I went on a mushroom journey with Lino, right? And I'm, And this is the third one I've been on. And I took five grams of mushrooms and it sent me off like a rocket into the stratosphere. On a journey, like a professional controlled environment, yeah, yeah. like there's, this is not like me going into the middle of a field and oh, just fucking wasting time. Yeah. I went, I, I'm like, right, there's some things I need to learn about myself now about, because I've been all around the world podcasting now. I'm like, right, come back, have a reset. I went off into the stratosphere. I'm on this fucking journey. And it's like I was, it, it's like I had to die and a piece of me had to die in terms of to be re to be like reborn so to speak it sounds fucking weird right what I learned from that what the epiphany that came through to me was like people chase happiness they chase happiness you could you should chase what's purposeful to you because what's purposeful you'll keep doing the reps with you'll if it's purposeful and it lights you up just keep doing the reps something's going to come of that if something doesn't come directly of say say something didn't come directly in terms of money from the directly from the podcast the the money could come from the relationships I build off the back of the podcast with the entrepreneurs that you did the money can come from other ways but 
it came from me pursuing something purposeful. So it's like, for me, it's like, if you pursue purpose over happiness, the, the, everything else, the fulfillment and, and that little, the, the pieces of happiness that you get come through over time, but you can't, you can't, you don't just go and obtain happiness. No. It's, it's, it's kind of a metric that's kind of, yeah. it's kind of a, it's just my, my, my mind's been refined on how I see that. Yeah. You know, you can't see it in the same way. It's just not a, it's just not a, it's just not a thing. Yeah. But what, what kind of things are there? Obviously you, you feel like you've got a lot left to achieve in the game. Obviously you're, you're how old now? 33. 33. So, so yeah, same age. So what's, what do you, what do you want? Like what, what is the, what is the next, what is the next fucking 12 months, 18 months look like for you? Now it's just expanding <clears throat> um, very aggressively. When you say aggressively, is it just, we're not just talking Australian market, are we? Are we talking America too? Or are we talking um, UK? Or what's, where, where, where are you going? Well, I'm focusing on Australia. I'm focusing on Australia. Like, we've, we've put our feet, our toes in the, in the water in, in terms of the overseas market. But um, I'm focusing on Australia. Like, just, but just more diversifying the wealth now to try and make bigger wealth. Um, How are you doing that? Uh, just through capital investments, funding. So where are you looking? So obviously with the world, the world's going into a new, a new frontier in terms of like, you know, I, 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 I was, I saw the, the GFC firsthand in a deep way in England. Like people were queuing thousands of people queuing outside Northern Rock because the bank went bankrupt. Mm. Like, that's how bad it got in England. It wasn't as... I don't think it was as bad here. I think it got hit, but not as hard because yeah. the mining was booming, right? So, in terms of, like, how you're allocating to approach this next 18, 12 months in terms of investment, where are you parking capital? I, honestly, I've just made some really good contacts um, with capital groups. I've got some friends in there. They're the, they're the brains, not me. So I was just lucky to network. That was going to be my second thing that I fucking hate. I hate fucking networking because I grew up as, you know, the shy kid. I can't talk to people. I don't like talking to people. So when everyone's like, you've got to network, you've got to do this, you know, you need people to get to where you are. I'm like, fuck you, I'll prove to you I don't need shit. So that's why I resent few things but in terms of, i need to respect that some people do make money that way some people do approach yeah. business that way everyone's got their own way of approaching business it's not to be frowned upon i need to learn that as well it's not to be frowned upon it's not to be some people do it that way some people do it my way but it's pushed on people and everyone i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people sitting at home that are like me that just not good at school don't like reading don't like talking to people just a recluse yeah. I stay by myself, but it but it means by knowing what you don't like, and here's the key thing: by knowing what you don't like in life, you can push yourself towards more of what you do like. Mm. So you knew early doors that you didn't like talking to people. You didn't want to be on the phone all the time. You didn't want me selling. You didn't want lumpy cash business where you sell one thing and you have to go sell it again. Yep. It's like you knew all these things, yeah, and then I'm and then you can build the business model based on that. Based based on the so things, you find that you, your passion yeah. and build around your passion. And you, yeah, you, you've you've constructed That's that. What we've it's not done. It's yeah. not. It's not by accident. And then once you build a healthy cash flow, cash flow is king. Cash flow is king. 
and not like the cash flow, like some fucking dickhead work. You know, they sell that dream, working on an island, fucking selling, drop shipping, blah blah blah. No, get a healthy cash flow, um, and then from there, the world's your oyster. Yeah, what's what's uh, what, first what what's what do you consider? I mean, what what's in terms of levels? What to you on a personal level? What first level was healthy? Was it ten grand a month? Was it twenty grand a month? What when, when do you I'm when do you very desensitized to figures these days? So but, but but early days, I can't even. Everything moved so quickly that we didn't even have that early days. You know, what I mean, like you started the business and it was doing this, it was doing that. It was just like fucking running through walls. Had investments in property, bringing incomes there, and businesses and offshore accounts. The membership businesses then healthy cash. Fuck, I say I, I, I couldn't even genuinely answer that question. I can't answer that. Question. So, pe- so people like yourself no don't don't set don't set a budget of like oh, okay, there's fifty grand a month to 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 work within like in terms of like living expenses or a hundred grand or how do you how do you kind of set that up you don't at all no i just make that much money that i don't need to set up anything right okay i just no i wouldn't set goals just fucking hey sky's the limit just make when it but when it comes to like buying some like your car collection just walk me through your car collection quickly yeah it's like what you've got i think we got about 14 or 15 million dollars worth of cars 15 million dollars worth of cars right okay so when you got fifteen million dollars worth of cars, let's just let's just take that Ferrari out there, yeah. In your mind, how many of those do you have to be able to buy before you can buy one? Or, do you, or do you think of it like that? Do you think of do, when you how many cars, how many Ferraris do you have to be able to buy before you can buy one? Is it, do you think of it like that when you do deals, or do you just think I'll get the Ferrari, then I'll just go and chase more money to go and yeah, like I'll literally send myself broke, right? In the early days, when I got healthy cash in my bank account, I, I, I find I lose motivation. So I just go buy shit. Now and now it's different. Now I can't spend that much. I could if I want to, but I don't. So I'm just like don't need to. Um, Is this why you've been buying up property like a lot of properties lately? Yeah, sometimes I just get bored, and I just like this house for example. We weren't really. Intending to buy I walked in I'm just like There you go I'll give you this much money Take it or leave it and I just bought it I don't need it I think I've got like Fucking five houses On the Gold Coast They're you all got furnished f- got just five I thought you only had two Nah you got five Yeah Fucking hell You don't mind do you Yeah They're all furnished They're just sitting there And you just You just just You just want the houses Just so that you can Go and use them at any time Because you don't rent them out do you Nah That's no. what you, that, I think. I think there's like all up, I think I got about ten houses. You think? <laughs> oh, I think so. What's but, it? Uh, but it's yeah. Uh, uh, you know, when you you buy a car, you buy a car because you love it, or you buy a house because you like it. Do yeah. you do you ever buy them on the investment basis for the capital growth and stuff like that? Everything I buy is based on it's there's there's it's thinking you know there's a game plan behind it. Every one of my cars is an appreciating asset. I won't go buy something that's going to depreciate all that. So everything I am buying, it's either very limited numbers, hard to get. I do like them. I like cars, but they're all the same. They don't make me any happier. 
Yeah. And yeah. and don't get me wrong, someone watching this will be like, fuck, I wish I had a Ferrari. Trust me, when you get it, after a couple of days, you'll be like, it's just a car, whatever. doesn't make you any happier. Yeah. I was still miserable, still dealing with fucking everyday problems, more problems, people trying to burn you. To the prop- fuck everyone. To the That's pro- what I say to everyone. Fuck everyone. Really? Fuck everyone. Just you, you, so how many times, well, I suppose you can't put a context around how many times, but what if, pe- what if pe- have people tried to burn you in legal, legal oh, ways? Or, uh, or, or legal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And nothing to do with me, but just people were just jealous. Um, legally, friends burning me. Friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've had someone rip me fucking one and a half mil. How close a friend was he? Pretty, pretty close. Brought him in. Wow. Yeah, one and a half mil. Yeah. But it's just, it's just like I don't. Whatever. It's it's a shame though you because live, you it, live and learn, mate. You know sh- what? When when you, you just you just live and learn. You're in a position where it's like, all right, whatever. You just burn your bridge. I'll pay. Like whatever. And same thing. If if I'll pay a bill. Whatever. If I'm not happy with it, I'm just going to pay it and I'll just wipe my hands clean. You've lost yourself as a friend or a customer. Or uh, you know when it's one and a half mil sounds like a lot of money in that lump sum. But really, when it comes down to the context of you, how much business you two could have done together over the lifetime of being friends. Exactly right. It doesn't make any any sense to... to it's 1.5 mil is such a small amount of money over over 40 years of business. Exactly. And like, and same, in, very in the early piece as well. I had heaps of people. There were like three, four people in LMCD and they just they just couldn't deal with the hard yards. They couldn't deal with the work and they're just like, you know what? They had equity in the business. That would be worth millions. And they just like, no. And they, they gave didn't it want up. it. They gave the equity yeah, up. They're just like, fuck, see you later. I can't deal with the fucking pressure. You can't deal with the pressure, fuck off. It's, that's, that's it. Mm. Where, do, where, do, where does most of the pressure come from? Is, it, is, is the pressure from the expectation you set on yourself on a personal level more than the business? It's, it's when speaking of LMCD Plus, it's very fast-paced. Very fast-paced. It's not nine to five, Monday to Friday. It's 24 hours, seven days a week. We're moving like... Move, move, move. You don't want to move. You can't move. Like, we go through a lot of people. People come in. They last a few days and they're out. That's why I keep my ship very minimal. When you say minimal, how many staff are you running at the moment? Zero. I don't have any employees, no. You turn over 60 million a year with zero employees. Mm. Fucking break that business model down for me. Yeah, I don't like fat. I don't like overheads. Don't like fat. You you've not even got a bit of drip on you. What nah. are you talking about? Oh, there's there's overheads there, but I sixty don't million. Like, yeah, I got contractors. There's a lot of yeah. people behind the scene. Yeah, but employees, employees, they just give me the fucking. They give you they the give it. me the shit. So when I see you, when I see you um, saying you're looking for a videographer, that's just all contractors. Contractors. I will not employ anyone. And what the fuck would I employ people? People have so many. But 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 no but. I I love this way of thinking because there's not many people in Australia doing 60 mil a year Mm. or in England that matter doing 60 mil with zero employees. Mm. What do you think you can get to in your mind? Could you get to a billion with zero? 100%. Zero. 100%. How, How far from now would you be at a billion with zero employees? With LMCD Plus? With With all your brands. All the brands, 
How far? Like, as in... How many years away is it? How many years? I think, I think no, because investments and that, etc., you know, they're, they're a different ball game. Obviously, you don't need mm. any employees. So that's a, that's a, that's a different ball game. But um, sky's the limit. You don't. I don't. I don't need anyone. these days. You don't need anyone. It's just contractors, freelancers. You don't need employees. Employees are bullshit. Why would you get employees for? It's just like <laughs> you pay a fucking all these rates and fucking nah. Yeah, because I was I was I was wondering how you how you do things so profitably and how and how you can move. I was wondering like how you could move so much capital into cars, into assets, and all this stuff, and generate it, and to do that with zero employees. Mm. Yeah, a lot of it's automated. Um, that's got to be the title of the podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> people are people are just ah, uh, and Troy, Troy, you'd be the same. Employees are just crap. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like them. Just uh, so you know, you've got a PA. Uh, no, I do. I do have a. I do have a PA. A contractor. Just contractor. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. I'm mate. I'm still. I trying. see. Like creating a business, low fat. You don't need overheads in a business. Minimal overheads. Do it yourself. We we honestly, there's literally, it's literally like three people that run the show. I love it. I just think it's. I man, I'm honestly dumbfounded by that because I profit margins, man. I just that's and that's the thing. I just I, I work. I don't look at the outside. I just look in the inside and just try to increase my margins. As much, through all the businesses, it's just increasing margins as quickly as possible. And how can people go to their business right now in this moment after this podcast? How can they go to their business? What's the quickest quickest way that most businesses can increase their margin? Is it just by cut, literally cutting staff and charging more, or or how how do you see how do you see? I think you can just delegate and cut. Yeah, you can definitely. As bad as it sounds, I don't know. Well, my yeah. business is a lot different. It's online, so yeah, there's different businesses know, that I, require. Obviously, I know businesses that turn over two and a half, three or four million dollars a year that have thirty fucking staff, yeah, and I'm and, and and I'm and I'm, and, but, and when I went to the accountant, I was like, and the accountant broke down. Obviously, my business and what I'm doing with content removal, and then broke down. He showed me, um, not not the business, but he showed me. Figures from a from a from a business that were kind of doing this x amount of millions and the profit might like I'm like he's like you don't realise I'm like fuck I now I do now I understand now I understand margins better mm. you, online online's killer man online online I just but like I said some people make money with brick and mortar all right this is the way I choose to make money yeah. very little overheads low fat. So you maximise margins on on everything you do. You scale the fuck out of it. You're always looking to keep keep the overheads low, keep the fat low. You scale the yeah, fuck out the of it, business. and then you take the capital and you put it into hard assets like yeah. property, like mm. like what and cars. Do you buy limited edition watches yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I think I spent in the past twelve months at least over a million dollars in in watches, watches and jewelry. I just, I just love the fact that you can just carry that amount of money on you, mm. and not have it in the bank. And uh, not and that it's uh, not uh, you doing anything shady. It's just yeah. I just love that you can walk around with a seven, eight hundred thousand dollars on your wrist, 
if you ever get into a sticky situation, you've got something to get you out. Yeah, and not only that, it's um, it's it's you can walk through borders with no tax implications based on a watch. Mm. And it's, it's the same with same with gold and stuff like that. You yeah. put money, you put money in jewelry and, and that. And also, when I was speaking to Sam, who's uh, Fortify, he told me that. And I never realised about high, this about high fashion, but he buys a lot of high fashion pieces, not only because they 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 hold capital and mm. growing capital wealth because they like might be five pieces, similar to what you do, but he says it's like amazing the type of doors and conversations and connections that are opened up from owning assets like that. So I must imagine it's the same for you and with cars and watches yourself. Oh, yeah, you definitely, you definitely network, network in the sense where, you know, you're buying these kind of cars, um, yeah, you get invited to cool things and meet new people and opens up new investment opportunities, definitely. But And that's it. Just diversify your wealth once you've got a steady cash flow. Find your passion. Create a steady cash flow. Diversify that cash flow. You'll be a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, I can, I can see how you... And move fucking fast. Like, yeah. And I do, like, I've got little people, amount of people working on the team because I do most of it. I'll be the photographer. I'll be the editor. I'll be the web developer. I'll be the content creator. I was not expecting to hear this from you at sixty million a year. I do everything. I yeah. sit there editing videos. Them text messages you're receiving—that's me doing them. Every single one. Yeah. I'm doing them text messages. I do the emails. I do the ads. I do all my ads. You do all your ads. Yeah. I'm up but, midnight but, but, every night doing ads. Every time you see an LMCT ad, that's from me. So how how do you do you not think though if you had someone do certain parts of it that you should scale quicker or not? No, no, because I I tried that to begin with. I went through marketing agencies, biggest bullshit as ever. I'm sorry, but a lot of people are gonna hate me for that. But agencies, like uh, it's the most important fucking aspect of your business. You have got to learn your most important aspect of your business. And I got a yeah. friend. His business is shooting himself. He's having a go at his agency. I'm like, why do you have an agency? You need to be in control. Problem with agencies, they're trying to hit targets. You know, they're trying to keep. So the less you spend, the more your return on advent, uh, ad investment's going to be. But with me, it's just like, just mate, I spend hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred k a day in ads, sometimes. And you know, if I get a, well, you know, one and a half return on investment, that's still, you know big amount i was talking to a, um, a friend the other day in dubai and he was saying to me look the the easiest business model at the minute to monetize is like you could i know it sounds weird but he's like mate i see people that have a 49 dollar ebook right and even if they spend fucking 40 dollars to sell the 49 dollar ebook $9. they're making nine dollars and it's a repeatable fucking model and they'll scale that fucking thing until they're putting fucking millions into yeah. it and then look what it spits out the back end yeah and i'm like that's so simple and that's what and that's why simple mm. works like yeah. just it, you, you there's more more of it uh, uh, after this conversation that we've had today and the conversation before the podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna move a lot different in certain areas of my life because I you've made me understand things at a whole deeper level of of 
of control of and why that control can leverage you even more money. Yeah. And it's I've I've had another fucking epiphany right this second mate. When you said that, I'm like fucking of course you, of course you're running your ads because it's 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 your fucking that's a lifeblood. It's that's it, 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 it your drives business. your fucking revenue. And I and that's the thing. And cuz I'm in control of it. If I went with agencies, I wouldn't be I don't even know where the fuck I'd be. I'd probably be fucking working at God knows where. You're in control. That's that is the blood that is the lifeline of your business. You're in control of how fast and big your business grows, and that's why I do everything. I want to be in control of it. Yeah, I've delegated tasks, and I end up but, but, redoing but, them. But but what but what you do before you delegate is you learn, and, oh, yeah. and you you you're you're a practitioner in your business. So yes, there are some tasks that you delegate to outsourcers now. Mm. You don't do, <clears throat> but the key metric areas that drive 10 million in revenue you're keeping hold of those fuckers because yeah. if you're like if i'm spending 200 grand a day i want to know that you know i've written the copy and i've and i've selected the photo and, and it's on me then if i lose 200 grand that day and, and that's the best bit i'm relying on myself i'm not relying on anybody i've spent I've pushed, I've spent personally probably $25 million plus in ads. I've probably spent just me more than most agencies in Australia over everything. And I've done it myself and nobody knows that. I don't tell anyone. I do all the ads. So what do you do when an agency reaches out to you and says, oh, I can give you a, ten, a 10X ROAS or, or, and we've spent $5 million in the last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're full of shit. Yeah. Yeah, but... There are a lot of bad agencies in Australia. Yeah, it's it's yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of um, things that get scaled here that perhaps shouldn't be scaled. Yeah, yeah, and and that's yeah. Number one, you can't be lazy. If you don't know something, learn it. I've learned ads watching YouTube videos and practicing real time. I'm not a marketer. I'm not. A, well, you are. You are now. Now I'm you, self-taught. Be, yeah, but. It, how much more fulfilling is it when you when you yeah. do when well, you well when I do I do bring in marketing guys just to look over everything and everyone that comes in they're all you know they studied whatever they come in they look at my accounts and everyone's just scratching their head and they're confused they're like this should not work in reality on paper this just isn't a thing because they're taught a certain way to do things. Yeah. I wasn't taught that way. I'm untraditional. I've learnt give me myself, s- and yeah, now they're just like, holy shit. Give me some insights because I want the audience to to get some value from this. It's like, how how could most people go into their ad account, say on Facebook right now, mm. and pull more pull like? What what would be the key tweak that you'd make? Is it are they not running enough creatives, enough photos, enough copy? Are they are they not? What what what's the way to tweak it to to, to an easy way to do it? To not an easy way, but just if from they're what, running their ads now. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they're currently running their ads, yeah. Creatives is the main thing, obviously. Um, you know, it's that it's a cutthroat market these days, like especially with Facebook's um, Facebook. And the iOS drama, and just not reporting accurately, and competitions. A lot of people pushing ads. Um, it's all about creatives now, definitely. And you find more do, some some people 
put up photos and then long copy, long diet response copy, but I suppose you're getting more bang we out like, videos. We went the real spammy approach. How so? Just like a real salesy pitch. Like, get in now, hurry, don't miss out, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> it works for us. I feel it works. But then we we do some other way, other content where it's not as spammy. That works as well. It's just... Trialing, erroring, test. How often do you June. hit? How often? How often are you hitting your 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 text list and your email list each week? I try not to hit them very often. The email, I don't mind. Email, we do every time we do a promotion, we we'll yeah. shoot out an email. Texts, texts are very personal. Yeah, they're invasive. So I'll only hit a text on a big promotion where I know people will find value out of getting that text. A house. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. wants to win a house, but not everyone wants to win a Holden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I love the context of that, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and the same thing. Holden's a Vauxhall for all of you lot in the it's UK. It's a niche audience. Yeah. Yeah, just it's, to break it down. Yeah. So it's a, it's a niche audience. Yeah. So it's niche, so I'm not going to push a text message. You know, people will be pissed off. So I try to save those lists. They're very powerful. Once you build a good list, it's very powerful. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I love that. I love your thought process because everyone's like, hit the list every day. No, and no. all the Americans are like, you know, Grant Cardone's saying, you can't fucking bah, you punch people in the face, blah, 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 blah. But I don't reckon he. No. I don't. Re- I don't ever reckon he had his business in the early days doing doing sixty mil with zero employees. Yeah. Oh, yeah, across, yeah. yeah. So I know we were talking at the start or further down the podcast, we were talking about like how you've created this vision and it was like obviously very important to you. Do you, be, I know it sounds woo-woo, but do you believe in like the, those laws of attraction type 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 scenarios? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, when I hear other people talk about it, I'm just like, shut up. But then realistically, like in hindsight, it was, I was in the exact you've, same position. You've executed. I really brainwashed myself. I had nothing going for me. Um, just sheer determination. Uh, and just grit. I've got no fucking skills any, you know, no more than anyone else. So if you had to give, like... If you had to check out and you couldn't take the cars, you couldn't take the house, you couldn't, you couldn't even take Troy over here with you. What, what kind of, what golden piece of advice would you live to instill some wisdom in this audience so that they can go and execute on what they need to execute on? That's it. You just, if you're not willing to sacrifice everything, if you're not willing to just put it first, no matter what, and it's hard for people because some people have different life choices. They might have a family, kids. But in my circumstance, I didn't have any of that. I had friends, family. I just put it all to the side and just, and just my life was just consumed by it. And you have to, I suppose, in that you have to consider like what what is the cost of regret, regret mm. to yeah. that versus what's the cost of not doing it for your purpose yeah. and for not doing and, for yeah. And I failed, failed heaps. But it was, it was funny, yeah, like when you when they say fail, get back up, it's not so much getting back up, it's fail, look at what you've learned from that experience, yeah. 
where you failed, start a new business, and apply apply what you've learned and apply to the next business. And then that one will fail. And then you, you just it's just a stepping stone until you get to that fucking peak. And it, it is. You hit your lowest point just before you make it. Just before you make it. I hit my lowest point. Yeah. Couldn't even afford fucking bond in a place I wanted to rent. Yeah. Had to go sell fucking salvage car parts in my garage to just cover the bond. Bro. I mean, I, I've, I've been, I was sat broke on the beach in um, December 2015. Yeah. Sat broke, I, I literally had um, a bag of apples and some peanut, peanut butter and fucking choking me up just talking about it. Sat there on a fucking towel watching other families have a Christmas day. It was a Christmas day, bro. I sat there. Um, buck. Makes me fucking emotional just even talking, mate. And I bet if you could look back at a photo of you back then. Fuck me, bro. You'd be like, mate, just keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah, mate. It's, it's, um, it's been a fucking ride, that's for sure. And but you have to, you have to do, you have to, you have to be willing to, to go through those moments of inherent pain within yourself to kind of push yourself through to that next fucking level. Yep. There always is a next level. Like there's a next level for you. I mate, I, I am, I'm fucking mate. What you've achieved, and that's why like next level. We'll shit. always be humble because we've come from that. Nothing, no amount of money will change me. It's 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 it's, it's immigrant mentality. I think. Mm. I think when you're an immigrant of someone else's country, you gotta, you gotta make it your own and make your mark, and then make it proud for allowing them to cut. To, does that make sense? Like you, you kind of feel like you. I kind, I kind of feel like I owe Australia a lot. That's why. That's why. That's that's why I'm trying to send it with this podcast. Yeah. Try and put Australian podcasting on the map for the right reasons. Do mm. you know what I mean? Try to send it. I think there's a lot of that in what you're doing as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just like, <clears throat> yeah, you know where you've come from battle to get here money doesn't change like yeah I don't think money changes people just reveals their true characters as yeah, they and, say. Their tr- and their true character characters are instilled by their um, their their inherent operating system of how they of, of their psychology and everything else yeah. and how they'll treat people and how they'll that's what I mean if through. anyone that thinks they're better than somebody because of their wealth is a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm no better than anyone I can do cool things, but what makes me any different to anyone else? We're all fucking human. Like, anyone that thinks they're better. Yeah. Or they, they, they let money change them for the worst is just a fucking piece of shit. Like, you shouldn't treat anyone differently just because you, you're wealthy. I love, I love, mate, I, I love just being normal. I, most, always, I just go to the shops for myself, walk around, most sit down, eat KFC, fucking, I just love being by myself and just being normal. And and mate, it's true because most of the people, the most of the people I meet that are inherently really wealthy and have fuck you money, as I term it, most of them are nicer and have more about them. And 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 it's not like the media portrays where like you know the rich people and they're trying to they're taking off the poor people. It's like it's not like that at all. It's it's most of those are the reason that they've got the dollar value to their name that they have is because they've served the market, mm. because they've served the world in some respect. 80% of them have. There is 20% that have served the world and took a lot of capital out and and are the arseholes, but the 80% of them 
have served the world at a massive level, delivered massive value, and as a byproduct of delivering value to the marketplace, they've got capital. And they deserve that because they added value to the marketplace. Yep. And if you add value to thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, you too can have 60 million a year mm. in turnover in, in business with a fucking 80% profit margin. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, mm. it's just like pick, you choose your battles in it. But that, my friends, is Adrian Portelli. And thank you so much for having me in your no house, worries. man. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being like a like a first thank you for letting me be the first mate to to pop your podcast cherry in, no in, in i hope this i hope it was uh i hope it was worth it to you it as was it was to me it. man like I, I really guys do me a solid favor yeah if you could like subscribe share this on your socials i'd appreciate it i've come and interrupted troy's day as well and i appreciate troy out the back here he's a legend and uh guys yeah subscribe on all the platforms much love appreciate you Let's go. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.